Welcome to the podcast from Plum Creek Community Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. Thanks for downloading my dad. I hope as you listen, you are challenged and encouraged by his message. Father, we can sense and know your presence in this place today because you are here. Lord, we know that's real because your, your promise to us is that you inhabit the praises of your people. And we have a lot to celebrate today as a church. Our hearts are full and we are grateful. But God, the greatest thing that we have to celebrate is you. And so we thank you that you're alive and that you're real and that you care about us. Lord, that you've changed us. We thank you for your redemptive work that, that is very real and at work in each of us. And so, God, yeah, today we celebrate. We celebrate this new place we call home. <clears throat> but that pales in comparison to your goodness. It pales in comparison to your love for us. And so in this moment, Lord, we thank you for your presence and that it's real. And we pray today that this would be a springboard for greater things that you have for us as a church. That's what we're believing for, and that's what we're trusting for. We love you, Father. Thank you for loving us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord a clap off for this morning, huh? You can sit down. Wow, thank you so much for being here. My name is Doug. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. If you're a guest, thank you for coming. We are so thrilled that you're here and be glad you came to the second service. The first one was nothing but nutty. It was crazy. Oh, we made it, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for coming to celebrate with us. Uh, wow, just amazing. I mean, we're all tired, but we're all so excited to be able to be here today and to be able to not be in the theater which is great. Although that was an awesome home, we are so glad uh, that we're here today. I want to tell you something. This church is on the move. And it has nothing to do with us moving from there to here. It has everything to do with what God is calling us to do in this community and around this world. And that's what we want to talk about today. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. God called Beth and I to Castle Rock and our family all those years ago. We would have never envisioned that we would be standing here today. Uh, with each of you celebrating this grand opening, and we're so grateful. We're so grateful for all that God has done. It's just, I, I just, I gotta be honest, you know, I'm super emotional. I hardly have any emotion left. It's just, uh, wow. Well, maybe I do. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting that over the, the course of <clears throat> history, we can see that places really matter to God. Whether it's a place of memorial, whether it's a place uh, where there is an altar, whether it's a, a moving place of worship, some type of a tabernacle, or whether it's a permanent structure like, like we have today or like we read about in scriptures. God, for some reason, those things are important to Him. And today we celebrate, not because, not because we're, we're sitting under a new roof, but because we know that God is with us here under this roof. And that God is going to use this building as an incredible tool for us to be able to make a difference in this community. God is so, so good. I need to show you a couple of pictures because this is pretty fun. Look at this thing. Can you believe we bought that building? That is crazy. Look at it now. Isn't God good? It's amazing. It is amazing. <clears throat> Let me show you a couple more. Look at this one. Look at that thing. That is just ugly. 
And now look at it. Yes. And it's such a beautiful day, we could even open the garage doors. Isn't that awesome? And it was a good thing, because it was a bigger door for people to get out when we were done with the first service. Pretty amazing. Well, you know, this is, if you're a guest, I just got to let you know, this is a special day, so bear with me. I've got some thank yous to do today, and uh, we're so grateful, so grateful for everything that God, God has done. And I know where we need to begin. We need to begin by thanking Him, because that's why we're here. Because He loves us. Beth and I were just talking about this before we fell asleep last night. I don't know why, but he invites us to be part of his story. And it's good, isn't it? It's good to be able to be part of his story. So I want to first of all say thank you to him. Because he is an incredible, incredible God. And he's the reason why we do this, right? All right. Now, there's somebody else that I need to thank. Come on up here, baby. I love you. Thank you for standing behind us all these years and especially the last several months. This is the first time I've seen her in like three months. It's great. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. And uh, I'm so thankful, babe, for everything that, that you have done to just uh, be a support in all your prayers and your encouragement and all your hard work to help us get to where we are today. I'm so grateful. Um, and I'm a blessed man. I love you. So Beth wants to say a couple of things this morning, too. So get ready. She's going to preach. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> Um, I just have to thank my God, too, because, first of all, why he chose us, I don't know. But I'm so thankful that he asked us to be a part of his plan for Castle Rock, Colorado. He was asking us to leave our church in Fort Collins and to leave great friends that we love dearly. Some of them are here. Some of them are here. um, To step out in faith and to trust him and to be a part of his plan. It's always been his plan. And we were just obedient. And we said yes to him. And we didn't know what that was going to look like. I remember laying awake at night when we first moved to Castle Rock. We didn't know anyone. And we'd lay awake at at night in bed and we would pray that God would touch hearts here in this town. That he would save souls. That he would restore marriages. That he would show up and he would give hope to people that had no hope. And that he would touch teenagers and young people's lives and help them to know how real he is and that he has a plan for their lives. And then we prayed really, really hard that one person would at least show up on our first Sunday. (laughs) Because we had no idea. This is God's plan. This is God's story. And we're blessed to be a part of it. And so many of you know what I'm talking about because God has put a call on your life. And he's asked you to step out in faith and to trust him. I could cry thinking of all the people sitting here right now that have given time, energy, talents, finances for Plum Creek to be where it's at today. You said yes to God, and God has done miracles in your lives, too. He's done miracles in ours, and my faith has grown. I wouldn't trade these last eight years of our life for anything. 
And I just wanted to say thank you to all of you because this is what it's about. It's about linking arms together. It's about asking God to do a work through each one of us to change this valley and to change this world for him, for his glory. And it's so fun to do it with you guys. Mm -hmm. So fun to be on this journey. And I also want to thank our kids, all four of them, Josh, Luke, Zach, and Megan. I know that the last eight years have not always been easy for you guys. But I want to thank you because you totally stepped up. And I want to thank you for inviting your friends. You guys care so much about your friends that you're willing to invite them to church to hear about your God. And I'm proud of you guys, and I love you. And now I want to thank you. Because you never lost sight of that vision that God put in your heart, honey, eight years ago for this church to exist. You've stayed the course. And I'm so proud of you because that's not easy. And I also want to thank you for the way that you lead, the way you lead our family, the way you lead this church, because you lead by example. I know God is first in your life. And I know we're second. And I know everyone else is third. And I just want to thank you and tell you how proud I am of you, and I love you so much. I'm glad that thing's gone off the <laughs> She should be up here more often. I think it's really cool that, for the most part, my kids' fondest memories of church are Plum Creek. And I think we've ruined them. So when you guys head out, which I don't want you to do, but I know will happen, you guys find a church like this one. And you help lead it. This is also a pretty special day. It's the first time in a long time that my daddy's at church. Dad has Alzheimer's really bad. And I pray to God that somehow he will know what's going on this morning. I love you, Dad. We're honored that you're here. for being a great dad. Love you, Mom. And thanks for the foundation you gave us. My 
brothers are both here today too. Matt came in from Utah. I love you, bro. Thanks for being here. It means a lot that you're here. And I don't know where Andy is. <clears throat> He's probably in the nursery serving. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys know Emily. She's our kids' pastor, and she's working like crazy too. I uh, love my family dearly. Best parents couldn't be here, but I know they're behind us too. <clears throat> so let me go fast. I'm probably going to tick some people off, but that's okay. This is our day. And I need to say thank you. So let me try and do that quickly. First of all, you guys know I am blessed to serve with the most incredible staff. God has blessed us at this church and blessed me to be able to have opportunity to do ministry with people that I love. Our pastoral staff, Pastor Gary and Emily and Stephen and Kyle and Rachel and their wives and husband and kids have been amazing and I love them dearly and I'm so grateful to be able to serve with them and you are blessed as a church to have them serving with you too. I I do need to say a special thanks to Stephen. I love you, bro. And uh, he has shouldered the load of this project in a very, very significant way. And uh, I would be dead if it wasn't for him. And I'm not even kidding. And uh, Stephen, I know you're tired. It's worth it. And uh, Amber, thank you for your sacrifices. And Lexi and Taryn, too. It's been, uh, I know, a lot. Your daddy's worked very hard. You should be very proud of him. And it couldn't be better that we're in on Amber's birthday so she can get her husband back. (laughs) Happy birthday, Amber. To uh, Jerry and Jonathan and Ben who have helped in so many different ways. Thanks, you guys. And uh, we have coordinators that serve all over this place. Uh, Jill has been with us from the beginning and Danielle and Carissa and... Stacy are loving on your kids right now, and that is a big deal. They have worked incredibly hard uh, to get everything ready for this morning and to be <clears throat> ready to do church in this building. Our admin team, Heather, sitting in the back. Thank you, Heather. Your team is amazing. We're blessed to have uh, you and Charlene and Ori helping out. You guys are incredible. I also want to say thank you to our advisory team members, um, both present and past. I couldn't do this without you. I appreciate the way that you support us, the way that you support me, all of your prayers and your service. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Harold, thank you for your help with our campaign and our campaign directors, Janice and Charles, who you guys have come to know and love as they give us updates on how we're doing. Uh, It's been a lot of work, but thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done. To the Plum Creekers that are here, There is really no way to say thank you for what you have done, the way that you have sacrificed, the opportunity that we've had together to be part of something that God is doing is a joy. I don't understand how it is that he keeps soliciting us to help him with what he does, but it's a joy. And so thank you for your sacrifices. They're real. I can't mention you all or we would be here all day, but I want to tell you one story that's representative of the heart behind our church. Let me introduce you to this little gal. She's eight years old. And her name, it's emotional. Jasmine is an awesome little girl. A couple of days ago, Jasmine came up to me and handed me an envelope. When we first started our campaign, 
Jasmine's parents, Jason and Rachel, were talking about this campaign and what they were going to do to be part of it. And she overheard their conversation and she said that she wanted to be part of it too. And so her parents encouraged her to pray about that. A little while later, she came back and she said, you know, I've been praying and I think I know what I want to do. And they said, okay. She said, I want to give $20. She's in second grade to the building program. She said, however, God wants me to give a hundred. Does that feel familiar? (laughs) And so for the last year, this little girl, eight years old, has been saving a portion of her allowance and working at her grandparents and doing everything that she could to save money over the last several months, this last year. And a couple of days ago, she came here to the building and she had a smile on her face like you can't even believe. And she handed me an envelope, $101 in it, and some change. You see, that's been that kind of heart that's helped us to get to where we are today. Not just financial, but that's part of it. There's been serving and helping and so many things that have been part of this. Steve Markin be with us this weekend, but he, he's the one who led his company to put in our water line. Saved us Several hundred thousand dollars. And Al, I know you're here somewhere. Where are you, Al? I saw you sneak in here. Thank you. See that hand right there? That guy led the crew to put our landscaping in. And so many of you volunteered and helped. But you'll have no idea. That guy worked all last year to do that project. And we're so grateful. So grateful. Jason, thank you for your help with our audio and visual stuff. And uh, Stefan for helping out with our networks and just Tim and Mary Ann and Steve and John and Jerry and Mike and you guys have worked so many hours. It's also a special day today because there's nothing more important than our good friends. People that have been behind us at Plum Creek since the very beginning. And people that have been friends of Beth and I's for a long, long time. And uh, Darren and his family are here. And thanks you guys for coming. They surprised us and showed up last night. Darren was the lead pastor at Northwest Family Church and sent a missions team to help us on our first weekend. Which was really important because he had already started a church and I had no idea what I was doing. Thank you, D. I love you, bro. And yesterday, I was working in, Ke- in uh, Stephen's office. We were going over some stuff, and I heard a, a laugh that I've heard many times before. And uh, Keith showed up. I love you, bro. Our church loves you. And uh, Keith's just a little bit behind us. They'll be building the building soon. <laughs> and uh, we're blessed to be able to be part of that. I told the last service, and I mean it, we have an office for you upstairs, and uh, you're welcome here anytime. This church is your church, and uh, you can call your church the factory if you want. That's Plum Creek East, is what we call it around here, and uh, we'll do whatever we can to help you, and uh, it means a lot that you're here today. Uh, A lot of other friends that are here today. Vance, thanks for coming, buddy. And uh, Zach and Duran, thanks for being here today. Our mayor was here last service, so we're a big deal now. 
And I'm not sure which service it was, but uh, Rod Randall from Cass Bank that helped us with our financing to help us get into this project. And, you know, these guys love the Lord, which is crazy. Uh, He was here just last week, and we were asking him for some more money for some stuff. (laughs) And uh, he prayed with us. How many of you ever prayed, like, with your banker? Not while you were just in the meeting with the banker, but with the banker. It's pretty amazing. He loves the Lord, believes in what we're doing, so excited about what's happening here at uh, Plum Creek. And last service, Great West was here. Our general contractor, uh, Wayne and, and George, were here. George has been so awesome. And I think Len is still here in this service. I think his family came. Len, are you here? Somewhere? No? I know he's here. Over there. Thank you, Len, and your family. Now, you guys, Len painted this building for us. Now, here's the crazy deal. He used to be the manager at the movie theater. And because of his renegade leadership, we got storage over there. That's pretty cool. And uh, Len, thank you for believing in our church and being part of of that. That means a lot. We're blessed to have you here today. Thank you. And Jim and Sue, you guys know these guys or have heard their names many times because Jim formerly was the lead pastor of our mother church up in Centennial. Thank you, Jim, for being here. I called him to ask him to come. And uh, he had read on Facebook that we were already getting ready to <clears throat> have our service. And he and Sue already bought tickets before I invited them. So uh, you're always welcome here. Thanks for being here. <clears throat> so there you go. That's it. Thanks to everybody else I didn't mention. I'm, like, I got nothing left. But thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> this is a group project for sure to get this thing done and to be where we are today. But I need to share with you a couple of things that God has put on my heart for us as a church today that I think are critically important <clears throat> as we move forward, as we turn this chapter, as we head into the next uh, phase of our life. I was just, you know, I've told you before I have random thoughts when I'm up here. And my last random thought was, I can step back and not fall off. <clears throat> That's awesome. <clears throat> Been on a four by eight platform for seven years. This thing's pretty sweet. <laughs> Oh, my heart is full. But here's the deal. Here's my main thought for this weekend. We've got to take this with us as we leave today. And that is this. Today we don't finish, we start. Today we don't finish, we start. And the the challenge is this, that if we're not careful, the amount of energy, the amount of investment, the amount of sacrifice that we've all had in the last several months and years to get to where we are today could make today feel like a sigh a big breath of relief that we finally made it and we've crossed the finish line. That's not it, friends. This is not a finishing line. This is a starting line. Today is the beginning for us as a church and we're turning the page into the next chapter of the history of what God wants for us. But we're just beginning. We're just cranking this baby up and we have a long way to go. Today could be a new beginning for you. I don't know. I've not talked about this stuff a lot. I ran a little bit of track back in the day. Used to be fairly fast. And a little known fact, I'm also an NCAA track official. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Except for the fact that my friends and I would volunteer to do that and got trained at CSU so that we could get free football tickets and basketball tickets. So that's why we did that. But I need to read to you a passage of scripture that means a lot to me. We're going to talk about it for the next couple of weeks. In 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And it says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. 
All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose, the Apostle Paul says, in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. This passage is written with the backdrop of the Olympic Games, so to speak, which birthed the Olympics that we celebrate, that took place every two years outside of the city of Corinth. Sporting events where they participated, athletes in lots of different types of things, races and broad jumping and boxing, things with horses, and they would compete fiercely because if you won, there was a great reward. The winners actually received a lifetime exemption from taxes. Would that make you train? Probably harder every year, right? And an exemption from serving in the military and full tuition at one of their universities. There would even be statues of the winners that really did well that were placed on the outside of the city on the way to the place where they would compete in their games. But the real prize was the wreath. The wreath that was awarded to the winner at the end of the game. As I've been thinking about this passage of Scripture and the challenge that the Apostle Paul has given us, I was thinking about my experience in understanding the way a track is laid out. Now, if you don't know about a running track, it can be kind of confusing. There's a lot of stuff on that track. There's lanes and exchange zones and different starting places. It depends on what race you run, where you need to go to start the race. If you run the 100, it's one spot. If you run the 300 lows, it's another spot. If you run the 100 meter or the uh, 400 meters, another spot. 200 meters, another spot. If you run the relay, good luck. Go find your spot and you can make. There's one thing, though, that never changes on an athletic track. Doesn't matter what race you run, doesn't matter where you start, the finish line is at the same place for every single race. And I was thinking about that and how that relates to us as a church. And the challenge is this, we cannot have a clouded perspective if we're going to accomplish what God is calling us to accomplish as a church. We can't have a clouded perspective of where the finish line is. Just having our own facility is not the finish line. This is just a roof over our heads. It's a tool for us to be able to use, to to be able to make a greater impact in our community. The finish line is, is something that we have to have clearly in our minds and more importantly in our hearts. So Paul tells us in verse 24, run to win. And he tells us in verse 25, we do it for an eternal prize. We have to always keep fire hot in our hearts the call that God has on us as a church To reach our full redemptive potential. To change this town. And to be part of what God wants to do to impact this world for Him. If somehow our perspective gets clouded on this, we're going to miss out on a church as a church on what God wants for us to do. It's taken a lot to get to where we are. And in the back of each of our minds and hearts, we need to hear... And know that a part of our goal in life and the investment that we have, whether it's here at church or all throughout the week as you're serving and loving on people that you come into contact with, is that one day, as Jesus said in His parable in Matthew 25, we will hear Him say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we need as a church. Now we have this sweet building. If you were here last service, you realize it's not big enough. 
The temptation is for us to become inward focused, but that's not the church we are. We've never been that way. We've always been more concerned about the people that are outside of these walls than we are about the people that are inside. And that's with intentionality. Because God wants us to continue to make a difference in this town that He has blessed each of us to live in. The temptation to become inward focused, to make it about us, to make it about you and your needs and your preferences and your feelings. We can't let that happen. Because it's about this town that God is calling us to reach. So we need to be more passionate than we've ever been before. We need to see the the reality that lies ahead of us and the opportunity that we have to make a significant difference in this town. So I want to kind of bring my thoughts to more of a conclusion right now. And I want to I want to share with you something that God showed me here this week as I was thinking about the things that we needed to talk about. At the end of of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, there is this challenge. The Lord speaks to a number of different a number of different churches. And to one, he says this, you've lost your first love. Look at me, guys. We can never let that happen. Don't let that happen in your life personally. Because our church will only be the church that God's calling it to be if we stay crazily in love with our God. To another church, he says, you have let fear take over. You know what happens when a church lives with fear? The same thing that happens when you live with fear. You die. Because fear will prevent us as a church from doing what we need to do and what God has called us to do. We can't be a church that listens to the voices of fear. To another church, he says that you have adapted to the teaching and the morality of your culture. Now that's way too easy to do in the world that we live in. Because their message is very, very strong. But we live differently. We need to live by God's plan, not our world's plan. To another church, he says, you have fallen asleep. How many have ever been in that church? I have. And I don't want to be that church either. We don't want to fall asleep or for some reason forget the calling that we have. And to the last church, he says, you are not hot or cold. You have become lukewarm. But there was one more church, the church in Philadelphia, and the message was clear. This is what Scripture reads in Revelation chapter 3. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. Speaking of God, what he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things that you do. And then he says this, I have opened a door for you that no one can close. So here we are as a church. And I've been praying about that this week. We're just getting started. And the door that God has opened for us, don't you dare think it's the door that gets you into this building. Because that's not it. You know what door it is? 
It's the doors you're about ready to walk out. That's what this is about. And when God opens that door for us and His favor rests on us, we have a responsibility as a church to take walking out of these doors more seriously than we do walking in these doors. Because the moment we step out of this place, God has given us an opportunity to change this town. And that's my prayer. You know, uh, I told Stephen I had a dream a couple of nights ago. And uh, we showed up this morning and there were chains on our door. And when I woke up, I was just freaked out by the dream. Because uh, cause I really wanted to get in here. Maybe that's not what this dream was about. Because as awesome as it is to have a place where we can come and worship our incredible God and be learned and challenged, that chain better not lock the doors for you getting out of here to do what God has called you to do. And we will be strong together as a church And we will reach our full redemptive potential when we take leaving this place very, very seriously. So we've talked before about how church is a tag team sport. And we're more serious about that than we've ever been. And so as you leave this place, hit the door jam on the way out. Just make sure you have clean fingers because now we've got to clean it. (laughs) And let's do the very best that we can to impact this world and to change this town. That sound good? I'm so worn out. I got nothing left to say. <laughs> Jim, will you come here? <clears throat> Baby, will you come on back up here? We're gonna we're gonna pray and we're gonna <clears throat> let's just Pray. I'm going to have Jim pray over us in the end here. Just, Sue, can you come up here too? Gosh, I forgot that in the last service. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Sue used to be our bookkeeper. I haven't even oh, seen you I yet. Know. I know. <laughs> Will you guys thank these guys for everything they've done for us? <clears throat> okay. Let's just pray real quick. Will you bow your head? Lord, we come before you today just excited because we stand in this place that you have given us and we have a home and we're grateful that it was already set up when we got here this morning. And uh, we thank you for all the sacrifices that have helped us to be where we are today. So many incredible people, God. Thank you for my friends and my family. I thank you for my wife and for my kids. I thank you for this great church that you've given me the opportunity to be part of. Lord, we want to do what you're calling us to do. And we want to change this town. So we thank you that we have a home. And we thank you for the doors that you've opened for us to be here. But God, we understand as a church the doors that we walk through to go impact this world around us are more important than the doors that we come through to come into this place. Going out is what you've called us to do. 
And that's who we will be. So will you empower us? Will you help us? Will you grow us? Will you challenge us? Will you lead us? Will you empower us to reach our full redemptive potential as a church? So we're going to run this race and we're going to run to win. And we have a perspective as a church. We do not see this as a finish line, God. We see this as a starting line. Let the chapters that unfold in front of us be greater and measurably more than we could ever imagine or ask. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So our ushers in true Plum Creek form are going to bring popcorn buckets to collect our offering, right? Because that's who we are, right? Oh, see, I love to see all I can do is get you guys to clap before we take an offering. That's great. <clears throat> if you're a guest, I don't want you to feel obligated to give. If you drop your uh, connection card in there, we'd love to have record of your visit. There are some envelopes in the chair backs in front of you that you can use too. And uh, while that's going around, uh, Jim, I just want to say thank you to you. Whew. You guys need to know this, <clears throat> that uh, Jim first came to Colorado to the church in Centennial to plant this church. It's true. And uh, he was supposed to be the pastor of this church in the beginning, and I'm glad you're not. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. And Jim is in, in, the, in Washington now, but we would not be where we are today without you. And uh, your heart and your passion, whew, it's awesome. <clears throat> lead well. And you make me want to do the same. So we will. And uh, I know you already know this, but Keith is our us to you. And uh, we're going to help him get that church rolling in January. And we already have. uh, But we're going to keep doing that. But thank you for leading the way you do. Thank you for inspiring and your words of encouragement. Most importantly, your friendship. We guys stand up. Jim's going to pray over us today. We're honored to have you here, Jim. Will you pray over this great church? Father, we are so grateful. Lord, we're first of all grateful for you. When the disciples came back and said they were so excited that demons were subject to them in your name, you said, don't be excited about that. Be excited that your own name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we are so grateful that our hearts are redeemed, that our lives have been transformed by the unstoppable love of God. The, the, the redemptive missional impulse of your heart resonates through the earth. And Lord, I'm grateful that it resonates in the chest of Doug and Beth Miller. God, that is what brought them to this moment. That's what caused them to go all chips in eight years ago. And say we're going to take this risk, move our family, make this change. And I pray that that impulse would be stronger than ever in their hearts. Thank you, God, that that this building is simply a tool in the toolbox. It is not the end game. And I pray that that would just constantly burn in their hearts. And Lord, I know that leaders are precious and valuable in your sight. And they are endangered species. And so we together, church, I ask you to pray with me about this. Lord, we pray for Doug and Beth. We pray a hedge of protection around them. We pray for their hearts, their minds, their bodies. We pray for their physical health. We pray, God, for their prosperity. We pray that they would continue to hear the voice of the living God and that that mission impulse, that redemptive heart of God would never take backseat to anything in their hearts. Protect them. Lord, put your hand upon them. And we pray over this church. 
We know that we are not just recipients of that redemptive heart of God, but we are carriers. We are infected carriers. And you've created this church, Plum Creek, to be a place where the infection spreads. And I pray for everyone who calls this church home that they would find themselves just basking in the mercy and the goodness of their God. And then uh, living that impulse, releasing that impulse in their own hearts to help people find what they have found. So God, may you cover Douglas County, may you cover Castle Rock with your heart through these infected carriers. And may Plum Creek make the name of Jesus famous all over this region. We ask it in your name and for your name's sake. Amen. 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 We guys thank Jim and Sue for Wow. All right. Church ready? Get set. Go. Change this town. Okay? Counting on you. You know people I don't know. Let them see Jesus in you. And let's change this place for the cause of Christ. And let it go so much further than that. So you're getting ready to walk outdoors that God has opened for us. Let's take it serious. And we get to come back here next week and do this all again. And it'll be good to see. I'm going to be praying for you guys. And I fully expect that you'll be praying for me too. Greater things. Greater things. We serve a good God. Now go be very careful driving out of our parking lot. We're still trying to figure that all out, right? So uh, wave nicely. Use the right fingers when you wave. And uh, that will help, right? I love you guys. Thank you so much. This is about what God has done in and through each of us. And it's a, it's a joy and a privilege to serve as your pastor. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'll be praying for you.